Welcome to the Wedding Sassles, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through common F-ups we see companies making. The practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is setting goals. And in this episode, you'll learn the basics of goal setting. We're going to give you practical ways to set better goals start to finish. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 11 of The Wedding Dassholes. Okay, it's Vanessa's favorite month of the year. (laughs) Favorite topic of the favorite month. This is her topic of choice. Someday we'll share the story of how we chose the topics for the year, um, but that's for another day. And But this was one that was hard and fast, must do, must have early in the start of this game with Vanessa. Well, and I feel like everybody needs this, especially in the beginning of the year, like towards the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we talked about a little bit last week that goal setting isn't a today, like January 1st is the only time you should be looking once a year at your goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually, so it's funny, we're doing this right now, but I actually set my own like new year resolutions, quote, quote. I actually set those at my birthday. I don't do it at the beginning of the year. I know that sounds weird, But for me, the new year is when I turn a different age. So that's like part of my ritual because I actually do it around my birthday time for personal stuff, not business stuff. For all my personal goals of that year, I do it around my birthday. But I'm glad that we're doing this right now. Yeah, but I think sometimes it takes the pressure off when it's not that exact time of year that you feel like it doesn't have to be a rebirth, you know, just because it's the start of a new year. No, it doesn't give you that anxiety. So let's dive into it. Yeah. Setting some better goals. Yeah. Last week, we talked about the different types of goals. And it's great to think about and get them all organized and, you know, what fits where. But we also wanted to make sure you're setting better goals, not just, you know, smart, which is great. We all know what smart goals are. We talked about it last week. But making sure that you are setting them in a way they're a lot more achievable. Coming achievers. Oh, God. You'll have to hear that story, too. Okay, so first up, we are both strong believers that when it comes to goals, you got to write them down. You have to write them down. I don't care if it's in a journal or if it's in a spreadsheet or if it's in separate notebooks like I do that are color coordinated because I have OCD, but you have to write them down. And I want you to be very intentional and very clear about what that goal is and just write it out full description start to finish of that entire goal as an entity and write it all out right and also another thing that I do maybe not everybody does but what I do is when I write out my goals I write it like it's it's present tense like it's already happened like example if I want to make six figures this year I will say I made six figures or a certain dollar amount. I made this much money this year by doing blah, 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 blah. I write it like it's already happened. And so as I read it on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever schedule you're going to read that on, you're reading it to yourself and telling like your subconscious that you've already achieved it. Does that make sense? I mean, it definitely makes sense. That's a little woo-woo for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not it's a manifestation. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not the affirmation manifestation girl. I mean, I believe in putting some energy into the universe, but I do think that that's a positive way to spin it rather than saying I want to looking at it from a place of you've already been able to achieve it. I like it. I've, it never, I've, never, I've, never, no- I've never heard that before. But there, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to write it down because everybody's different. You could be more of the logistics person that needs it as like a spreadsheet or as like a chart as you're going along. You could be the type of person that needs a checklist. You could be the type of person that just needs separate notebooks and just like descriptions. So just whatever works best for you, because we're all different learners, make sure that you write it down. You can keep it separated. You could write it as one long page of goals, but please just make sure you write it down so that it's on paper. I was very blessed to work for a boss who taught me that outside of the the goals that the company gave me, you know, as an employee, I was told what my sales goals were, my monthly goals, things that I had to achieve, um, but challenged me also to set some of my own professional goals and not only to write them down, type them out, whatever, but to put them where I had to see them every single day. So I am not a good type it and put it into like a spreadsheet somewhere. I am, I'm a vision board girl that like, isn't as goal specific as more big picture of the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that are going to motivate me or phrases or pictures that I know lead towards those goals. But yeah, I learned to make that list of goals, make only 10 of them that are on that list of things that I want to achieve you know, within whatever time frame window it is and, and tape those 10 goals up somewhere that they are in my daily eyeline. Mm-hmm. I make a big checklist, like a poster board size checklist of the goals. That's yeah, what I do. Yeah, but you have to be able to, you have to see it, you know, you have to either have some kind of plan to go back each month or each week, or depending upon what the mini micro goals are to get there. Um, You have to have it somewhere where you're going to actually check in on the goals. And if that means that you put it on a spreadsheet and tuck it away, it's really easy to forget about it. Unless you're that type of person that's really, I am not a huge technology computer person, to be honest with you guys. But so unless you are that person that knows to check that file every day, like she said, you're, you're going to file it away and forget it there until you're going to clear out some of your inbox or clear out some of your folders. And you're like, oh, shoot, totally forgot about this. So even if you create the spreadsheet, maybe print it so that you can see it on a daily yeah. basis and put it somewhere that's visual every day. Um if you have an actual sit down office, put it by your desktop. If you are more like myself, I'm in the kitchen all the time, put it on the fridge or put it on the order form board that you guys have, you know, put it somewhere that you're going to visually see it every day. It's a constant reminder. And then it'll help you towards those goals faster, but it's always like in the back of your mind. Like you're, it's always, um, what do you call it? It's always front of mind, not back of mind. Top of front mind. Of mind. Top yeah. of mind? Top of mind. Maybe top of mind. Maybe, Maybe top I of need mind. more coffee. Maybe ah, I need more coffee. Heard, heard. So <laughs> I've also seen some pretty cool um, people do it in different ways where for those, I don't spend time in a kitchen. I spend the majority of my life either out talking to people or on a Zoom call on a computer. 
I've seen ways where people almost took a vision board, but made it, depends on how crafty you are and whatever, made it more graphic design style on Canva and made it their desktop background. Or I've seen them take an image, like a cool image, and take their list of goals and kind of type it on it, like on a Canva, and mm-hmm. then change that to their desktop background. So you could even do it as your home screen for your phone. Yes. Yep. The home screen for your phone. It's just somewhere that you're going to see. I usually will have the home screen of my phone as kind of a quote that reminds me what I'm working towards or, um, you know, shooting for within that window of time, but making sure that you do it off. I'm a huge vision board person and I'm the least woo-woo person I know. I just am a visual human being. And so for me... I take a poster board, I cut it in half, I play around in that week in between Christmas and New Year's, and that's kind of what I do at night, flipping through magazines. I've already, in general, set my goals and my plans and things, but now this is a way for me to visualize it. So I do one for business and professional, one for personal, and it's funny because I'm like sitting here recording this and I can see it out in the corner and it's things like, you know, local roots, broad reach and suffer less, enjoy more and, you know, just things that I know when I see them, I know what that was meant to be, you know, what that's meant to remind me of and just to kind of keep me on the right path. So you can set the goals all day, but if you don't have them somewhere, you're going to review them. Chances of achieving are slim. Very. And make sure that you're adjusting your goals along the way. So take time to reflect where life is actually taking you. Things happen. Give yourself grace, please. Good Lord give yourself grace, life happens and come back, pivot, reflect on it. Is, are those goals still aligning with what you actually want in life? Maybe something's changed. I mean, we've had a couple of friends that, you know, now they want kids. Now they're more settled down. And some of those goals don't really align with that, that lifestyle or where their life is taking them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's a really interesting one. Cause me and my team, we, have this running list of project ideas and we'll go through that list and we kind of assign them through what are we going to work on the first quarter, you know, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, just that it's not unrealistic because we'll do that. We look at it and we're like, there's no possible way. Like the first quarter is only three months. You've lost it. We can't do all of that in the first quarter of the year. But sometimes by the time we get to the third quarter, projects that happened in the first quarter and second quarter kind of opened up a different door, took us down a different path that we weren't expecting. And when we look at what's next, we're like, Meh. I don't really know if that makes sense with, you know, opportunities that have come or things along the line. So when it comes to professional goals as a company and somebody who, you know, I look at a lot of things monthly and my monthly reports, my monthly dashboards, but the quarterly, when it comes to some of the bigger picture goals, like you said, it's making sure we're checking on them quarterly to see what are the behaviors that maybe we're not doing those little micro behaviors to get ourselves there. Sometimes when we achieve some of these goals, we get there and we realize that maybe it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's where you can also readjust and reevaluate. And hey, I, I asked for all these things, but maybe I didn't really want all those things. I just thought I did. So yeah, I'm go gonna back sh- and see if it I- still serves you. I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story. I was very much a few years ago on this massive journey of public speaking. 
And I still am. I love public speaking. I love speaking at conferences and to local associations and things like that. And I had this vision of being able to live my life as a nomad and be able to work from anywhere on the road and, you know, on planes and off planes and in hotels and different whatever. And then, um, you know, in 2022, I lived a little bit of that life. Not Uh Not a lot of it, but I lived a little bit of that life. And you know, realized that I really had to be more strategic with, I thought I could do it twice a month and it wouldn't take a toll on my business, my body. Holy shit. I flew in and out of a city in a day in a different time zone. Like I flew in, spoke that night, flew out the next day because we were leaving for a vacation and then flew to a different city the next day. My body was, it was like so much, but I had been such a big goal for a long time to achieve it. And I had taken so many little steps to get there and it kind of, I don't know, it felt like a little bit of a letdown. Like I wanted it to be, and I'm still speaking and I'm still traveling and I love it, but now I'm just a lot more strategic with my yeses. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit much smarter about it now. Now that you, you got there, you were like, oh, this, this is exhausting. Maybe, maybe not do this every day of the week. Yeah. Maybe only do this once a month is a little more realistic. But that's, that's my exact, like, you know, that's exactly what I was trying to say is something like that. That's the perfect example of sometimes we get to that spot and we get exactly what we thought we wanted. And it's not exactly what we thought it would be. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I did that with overbooking, not overbooking, but just booking so many weddings and saying, I, I want to do this many weddings in the year. And then I got to the end of the year. I was like, that was terrible. I'm exhausted. Like I had yeah. no life this year. So I'm reeling it back this year. One of my main goals is to say no to more things and to spend more time with friends and family. Cause what's the point of all of it? If you don't do that. So absolutely. Well, that leads us right up to rewarding yourself rewarding yourself treat yourself right is that the, we treat, love the yeah treat it's treat yourself. yourself day we need to have one of those um but i think that rewards come in so many different shapes and sizes you know sometimes it's materials sometimes it's a trip a vacation uh whatever but i do think there has to be a reward on the tail end of some of the goals because you got to have something you're striving towards What's the point if you don't have something you're striving towards? What are just some of the things that you've set as rewards before? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I, oh God. All right, I'm spilling, I'm spilling. I have an, I really love Amazon. I really love all of the products of the things that maybe make your life a little bit easier, but seem to be a little bit of a waste of money. It's like, do I really actually need that? Not enough to spend money on it. So I, when I see something cool or like this summer, I'm going to Paris on vacation. I'm very excited about it. And so I've been looking at like a new travel bag or things like that. I keep myself a running list on Amazon. That's like a secret. Nobody can find it list. And when I, when I do when I hit a big goal, you know, or even sometimes mini goals, sometimes it's just a new pair of green earrings. If you don't know by now, I got a green problem. So Uh I've got all these green earrings on, on that little list. So sometimes it is that rewarding. Usually I financially reward myself with presents like that. When I hit sales goals. I reward myself with days off. 
That's nice. And I think as an employer, if you are someone who employs other people, sometimes we forget about that as a big benefit is giving that, people I mean, personal pay, time, mental, mental yeah, time, like paid yeah. time off. Like if you have yeah. employees paid time off is like a huge giving them that day is can be huge. So yeah, I, I don't reward myself with time. I off. know we've said this before, but I mean, I do everything over here. And so I, after doing a certain amount of events, I will block off a weekend out of the upcoming months or hopefully not months, but like upcoming weeks. Um, I will block out two days in a row where I just go and do things that I enjoy and not have to worry about work because if not, I mean, it's just exhausting being in the business and then running everything by yourself. So that's my reward for myself is I give myself time to just decompress and get away. Yeah, I think I'm, I do a pretty good job of balancing um, since I learned to color code my calendar and make sure that personal time is glaringly red on my calendar, whether it's date night or family time or things like that. I think I do a pretty good job of work-life integration. I mean, of course, I could take more time off, but that's just not who I am in my soul. So I am a bit of an achievaholic. And so I, that's... balancing life. Don't get me wrong. I, no, no, no. I know. No, you're exceptional at balancing life. I balance life, but, like a mother, but I yeah. never take like full weekends off. But right. I, I make sure that my daily life is balanced, but I never take like full vacations. So... I do try to schedule those for myself. Yeah, and I I think that that's one of those things when you look at the goals you create and the big long list of all of them, making sure that they are compatible with each other rather than um, competing. Mm -hmm. Yep, a thousand percent. So an example that I would say is, because this is just my own personal goal for the year is, I set a goal to spend more time with friends and family. Um, and it would be counterproductive if I then booked events that coincide with those same times I'm supposed to be spending with time with loved ones. Um, so look at your goals, see if your, and this is not just business goals. It can be your business goals, yeah, your personal course. life goals, your health and wellness goals. If you're constantly traveling for work, and you're setting yourself a goal of making sure you're more involved with, uh, I don't know, like your kids' sporting events. If you're always out of town, how are you going to be at the sporting event? Right. If, if that's really what your goal is, I mean, you have to look at all of the, the big picture things and make sure that they're not butting heads. Um, like I said, I, I used to work, be a workaholic, so I made sure that was one of my main things that yeah. I didn't do anymore. But it is sometimes you look at things and you look at maybe it's not even they're competing, but it's that level of unrealistic when you look at all of them to say that it's all these goals and all the behaviors you have to do to achieve those goals. Do they even fit into the time you have to do them? And so I think that's kind of like in the same category as making sure that you have the actual time, which we'll talk a lot about in next week's episode in terms of figuring out the time. Which brings us to being an achiever. Okay, so let me explain the story. This it's, is a, it's a funny story. I don't it's have funny. any like. I know, but I'm never going to hear the end of it till the end, the rest of days. I think it's cute. I'm I sorry. Know. I think it's cute. So, you know, as when you meet other people in within the industry and you realize kind of like Vanessa and I that you just click in whatever way that is, whether it's friendship, whether it's professional respect, whether it's mentorship. So I tend to 
love to find, collect, and pull into my close inner circle of people, um, people who compliment things that I am not great at. Um, it doesn't challenge me and I don't grow as a human being to just only have friends that are the same as me that are going to agree with me and things like that. And one of my favorite things about Vanessa, which is why this is our topic this month, what is that she is truly one of in the first time I can maybe say in all of the wedding and event industry, one of the most balanced individuals in terms of making sure that health and wellness I mean, she's unbalanced in a lot of fucking ways. Don't fool yourself. But unbalances. Yeah, she's got a few. She's got a few. But um, in terms of balancing health and wellness and making that a high priority without being like, I don't know, obviously we know, I know some gentlemen in the industry who are like crazy gym rats and they're like over the top, huge muscle heads and uh, annoying about it. But I think that Vanessa has she, it was just one of the first people I've seen that really balances she balances time she does block time for herself and so long story short kind of had to know that in advance one day I was you know out walking the neighborhood trying to get some exercise in and I call her and I said you know I would definitely consider myself an overachiever. I, when I look at people, you know, you've got underachievers, overachievers, high achievers, and I don't really know what the one in the middle is. It's just an achiever. Like that person achieves. And I was thinking about it. And as I was walking, I said, I am a way too much taking on too many things overachiever all of the time. And I really want to strive to be more like you and just be an achiever. And I didn't mean it in a bad way. Like I meant it in a way. I knew of, that. And I was like, what? I know. Like she didn't, I didn't really explain it. I, um, all the explanation I just gave you guys, I didn't explain it. She said, she said, one of the things that I really appreciate, appreciate about you is that you're just an achiever. And I was like, Oh, oh, okay. Oh, and maybe I would say if it was a spectrum, she's on the line of achiever and high achiever. <laughs> she's on the line. But um, but I do think in that realm and what we're talking about here with the goals is I have a, an addiction to opportunity and you overwhelm it. I overwhelm myself with all the possibilities on the regular. And mm-hmm. so, you know. One of, the, one of my strengths is being very, ultra realistic about the expectations and execution of different goals and things in life, like balancing your life. I'm very realistic about the expectation of how to execute it. And that's why I achieve it. And that's why she calls me an achiever. And I make a joke of it because I think it's adorable. Um, I just get really in there nitty gritty. And I don't overwhelm myself. I know that I could do a million things with my life and with business and with health. I could be a bodybuilder again. I don't want to do that. I just want to be consistent in the gym, consistent with my eating so that I'm healthy and I can take care of the others in my family and take care of my business without being sick. That's my goal. That's what I do. I make time. I time block. I'm a time blocking machine. I know you'll hear all about it next week. (laughs) We are all over it next week. But that's why I say be an achiever. Don't overwhelm yourself with all the possibilities hone in on exactly what you want and then be ultra realistic about the expectations and executions so that when you achieve those things, it's such a great feeling, but you're not, you don't have like this anxiety of having to do all the things all the time. So something that I want to like tell people is 
there's a thing called a critical task sheet. I do this every single day. It's another woo-woo thing, kind of. Um, there's a gentleman, his name is Andy Frisella. He owns First Form. It's a nutritional company. The critical task sheet is every day you make a list of five things that help you move the needle towards your goal. You can do one thing for business, one thing for fitness, one thing for personal, but five things every day that you have to achieve by the end of the day. So if you're really bad at client emails, put it at the top of your list to do 10 client emails a day. It is part of your critical task sheet. You cannot end the day without doing one of those five things. So that's one of the things that I do as an achiever is I am very realistic. I can't make a laundry list of 25 things to do for the day. It's not going to happen. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy or the space. So make your list every day and check those things off to move that needle and make it very realistic and ultra like just honed in that it just meets your goals. It's not some BS like, take the dog for a walk. That's not a critical task. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're really bad at it. But just make those lists and just be realistic about it. Don't, don't over, not to be a, not an overachiever, but yeah. don't, don't give yourself anxiety about how to accomplish every single thing in life. Yeah. I mean, it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I really try to make sure that people in my life that I care about and that I love understand that my list is never not going to be 500 items long. There's always going to be stuff to do. I'm never going to be like, I have nothing to do today. That is never, ever, ever going to happen. As a business owner, I own three businesses in between coaching and consulting and speaking and wedding venue map. Like there's no chance there's ever going to be a day where I don't have things I could be doing for the business and for work. But um, but you prioritize them. And I always use the words work-life integration because I find the moments that make sense to... You know, we drove down to my mom's for a birthday this weekend. Well, John, my boyfriend, drove and I did emails in the passenger seat for two hours while he drove and we were listening to music and laughing and talking and I was just working on things. And so I tried to integrate things in, but then once we got there, I shut it down. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't on my computer. I was spending quality time with family and friends. So, you know, it's just about balancing it out. In the same token that Vanessa likes her critical task sheet, I found a new app this year that I'm really enjoying so far, and it's called Strides. And they have like a free seven-day trial, and then you pay like $30 for the year, something like that. But immediately I was like, sign me up because... It's pretty cool where you can set the goal. What time do you want to get reminded? What do you need? And, you know, I honestly kind of similar started with the three things that I fail at. It's zero business for me in this app. This app is all personal because I'm really bad about personal goals. So I put in take my vitamins every day, which sounds so stupid, but I forget at least three out of seven days a week. I forget to take them. It's not stupid. If it's not part of your normal habit, your normal yeah. ritual, it's not stupid. Right. So I put in, take my vitamins. I put in a reminder three days, three times a day to drink more water. I mean, it seems so small. Um, and then once a week, it reminds me, did you go for a walk? 
once a week. I mean, we'll build up to more than that. But ultimately, that app, having the technology, because my phone is near me, it sends off a notification because I've approved that. I really like it. It's called Strides. And you can use it for any area. And it's called Strides because you're kind of like building a stride of saying, hey, you've done this for seven days straight. Or if you're trying to save money and you can do $10 a day, then I'm trying to save $200. You can kind of put in what you've done to build to build Strides. So, so that's it my sends you. It sends you the reminders. Does it send you like I'm assuming you check off a box? I haven't looked yeah. at it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so like so when after, it pop- after a certain amount, does it say like congratulations, you've done yes. this for seven days straight? Cool. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of cool. notes it in there. And it's just so easy because you can go in, you can look at the whole calendar. What days have you done it? What days have you not done it? How many, you know, what percentage out of the 30 days have you met your goal? Sucker. Mm-hmm. When you miss it. But um But those things to me, it's got really great ones already set in there. So you can put in there like hobbies and then I want to play guitar. And I mean, you can, they already have so many preloaded, even your relationship. I want to call, you know, call my mom more often. So I set that, you know, you can set that once a week to make, to remind you to call your mom, you know, things like that, that are important to you. It just, you create these like mini trackers. I started with three. I've added another one. I'm kind of each week adding in once I've hit the rhythm on the ones that are in there, then I add Add another one within the app. So I'm a, I'm an app girl. I'm a tech girl. So tech I, really I got to write it down. I'm going to write it down, girl. I'm a pieces of paper everywhere, girl. So I can't do that anymore. I keep notebooks. But that's me. Okay. So we like to end every episode giving you some swag shit. We all get to go do. Three action items to add to your to-do list. Okay. First up, write it down or hang it. Uh, if you have made a list of goals this year, I need you to make sure that you're putting it somewhere in your eyeline, whether it's on the desktop of your computer, on your fridge, on a sheet of paper, on your bathroom mirror. I don't care, but write it down and put it somewhere you're going to see it. Yes. And then we're at number two, we're going to reward ourselves along the way. So set some milestones um, on your accomplishments. Set some milestones, some deadlines. Once you accomplish those, make a list of things that you want to reward yourself with. It doesn't have to be materialistic things, but once you accomplish things, reap the benefits of it. Reward yourself. Enjoy it. Yes. And number three is making sure you've got a plan for obstacles. Shit's going to pop up and get in your way. How are you pivoting and then readjusting and making a plan for the next steps to follow and be able to achieve things on the other side? Yes. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We are talking, still talking goal setting this month. Next week, we are diving into goal accountability. Oh, this is a good one. I like this (laughs) one, accountability. All right, now go make some epic shit happen. Have a great day.